लॉकडाउन Hi Jim, uh, congratulations on your HT branch in bed with column, and welcome to the HT branch podcast. So, um, tell us, Jim, your in bed with picture has actually gone viral with people calling it a Renaissance painting. Any comments, um, you know, on that? Uh, <laughs> it's a good bed. It's a good cat. Uh, it's some good sheets, <laughs> and it's a great photographer. <laughs> All right. The photo is by Avni Avni Rai. All right. Who's wonderful? And actually, we we spent a day just experimenting with a bunch of things, and we got this one out also earlier. This picture. Yeah. One sec, huh? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm being interrupted. No, no, no stress. It just so happened that I ordered new sheets <laughs> like a day before the shoot. Yeah. And they arrived. I mean, I ordered them a while before, and they arrived right on time. The bed is by this great company named Josmo. Okay. Uh, I love their furniture. It's run by my friend Anjali Modi. Okay. Uh, brilliant. So yeah, it all came together nicely. <laughs> all right. And when are we seeing you on screen uh, next? I don't have a clue. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully soon. <laughs> Can you tell um, us? <laughs> so there's the second season of Made in Heaven, which is on its way, and then there is uh, Rocket Boys, as you know. Yeah, yeah. That's going to take uh, take up the uh, most of my time. I feel oh, yeah. it's a bit. Oof, I must have forty five days left to shoot, and it's a bit <laughs> hectic. And uh, I just dubbed for Gangubai. All right, which yeah. Which is Sanjay Leela Bansali says next film. Yeah, so guaranteed Gangubai Rocket Boys and Made in Heaven. All right. Great. Looking forward to that and uh you know going on to when it comes to your own performances. Um which one was the most satisfying to you and why? Uh they're all over and gone now. So <laughs> I don't really think about them at all. Okay. Yeah. So are there any roles that you aspire to 
or you know the yes yeah yeah i mean all kinds of roles i don't think there are any limitations on this i just want more roles bigger meatier roles all with the opportunity for either complete light humor or deep emotion or somebody who's cut off completely from expressing emotion or but basically i want the opportunity to really see a full person emerge yeah you know, see a full person up there on screen and i think that's uh, that's hard yeah <laughs> to do yep <laughs> and so any particular one no no nothing i've never been a, i've never been a one genre kind of person even in my taste of films i love all kinds i yeah. love an actor who can do comedy and who can also do intimidation all right or somebody who can do gentle and shy and who can also turn around and play somebody who just doesn't give a f- <laughs> all right that sounds what was the last thing you've watched i mean i have to ask last thing i've watched i fell asleep watching color out of space i think that was the last thing i watched all right uh, film wise yeah it's yeah. this nicolas cage film it's really it's a strange film i don't oh, <laughs> i yes. fell asleep literally within 15 minutes <laughs> I I don't know what happened. And then last okay. night a friend was over and we watched the pilot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia again. Okay. Just I've watched the whole thing. Yeah. Uh but we we started joking around and then we eventually found ourselves watching this the show. I I like that show. Charlie is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> um OTT are watching movies in theaters. Um which one do you prefer? About that. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it needs to be a preference. I like both. Yeah. You like both? Okay. All yeah. right. Yes. In general we like to do this versus. Yeah. Which which is do you like better? What is mm. better? Nothing is better, yeah. Things are just things. True. <laughs> But do you think OTT uh, is taking Indian projects to the Emmys? There's a whole Indian Emmys, huh? Which yeah, is its yeah. own little side situation. <laughs> Uh you think Indian OTTs will make it to the actual Emmys or to that Indian Emmys thing because no, Indian no, Emmys thing Emmys. we've already made it. No, no, actual no. Emmys? <laughs> I mean it's hard to really talk about that only because so much of it is politics and positioning yeah. and who deems what is a- appropriate for a uh, uh, mostly Hollywood driven right you know America driven award show you know which is a, i'm not saying that the that we couldn't go anything like that but it's just it's like being nominated for best foreign film you know yeah. that's the only real chance you have to compete it's cool it's cool that parasite got in as best picture um yeah i don't know how much precedent there is of that happening in the past uh but you know so i don't know if emmys needs to be aspirational uh, but i do feel becoming world class mm-hmm. uh, you know seeing the shows that we really love and and we write about so gushingly yeah and then applying those parameters to the stuff that we make here uh, yeah. i feel sometimes you know it's that funny story that i <laughs> it's like uh, some director will be like oh f- the godfather dude f- what a movie our godfather you know whatever and you're like yeah yeah it's a very good movie you're you're right um oh that de niro why can't 
why can't why don't we have De Niro in India? Yar? You know, whatever. It's like, well, because De Niro spent four and a half months learning Sicilian before he shot that part of the movie that's only about 15 minutes or 20 minutes in the whole movie. Yeah. Yep. You know that that bit where he goes back to Sicily and he falls mm-hmm, in love with mm-hmm. that girl and then, you know, yeah. etc. He spent four and a half months in Sicily learning the language, learning Sicilian. So we don't get the script until four days before we shoot. Uh, Yeah, well. How can you be De Niro? How can you make The Godfather? You can't, Baba. You can't. (laughs) You can't like that. It requires immense planning and scripting and la-di-da-di-da-di-da. So my funny story is, I mean, for me, that... Uh, anecdote gives me both suffering and relief. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Suffering because it's a bit like, well, how will we compete then? And relief because it's a bit like, well, you did the best you could do. <laughs> All right. What's the fitness <laughs> mantra that you follow? <laughs> um, just feel fit, feel healthy. Move your body. Okay. Move it around. Do whatever okay. you need to do to move it around. Yeah. You know, you move into a different realm of fitness and all when you're talking about film fitness because it's right. more yeah, aesthetics yeah. and less actual actual physical fitness. I mean, some people are very, very physically fit as well. But in general, I feel when you're in the world of film fitness, it's all like aesthetics. And yeah. as um, Nawazuddin rightly said, you know, work more on your, your presence. He can yeah. do more with his eyes than somebody else can do with their abs. Uh, so I think don't worry about it, man. Just be fit, be healthy, feel good. Don't worry about weight and looks and this and that. It's all nonsense. At the end of the day, no one cares about that stuff. Not really. Not really. Hmm. One thing that you do for your mental health. Uh, I don't know. One thing I do for my mental health. Have a good group of friends, a good support group. Mm-hmm. you can talk to that keep you grounded that um don't allow you to indulge too much in your bad habits but right. instead you know be real friends the way friends should be keep you in check speak to you share your celebrations and be there for you when you're upset or behaving badly or need a little pump up but mm-hmm. you know i don't think you should take this as an example if people actually have mental health issues uh, so far, mine have not been in a way that uh, restricts or inhibits how I want to live my life. So I, uh, at this current stage in my life, you know, need therapy or actual help with um, mental health. So friends, read, mm-hmm. go for walks, breathe, uh-huh. get out of the city, mm-hmm. uh, talk to people who aren't in your immediate circle, that aren't in your immediate career all right find out that there are other people apart from you that have interesting lives and that everything doesn't revolve around the film world and uh people don't care that much (laughs) and it's not the end of the world and it's not such a big deal and it's just a job and move on all right but i do have this general attitude of like that works for me which is get on with it something hurts get on with it you know? Yeah. Something feels bad, that's okay. Feel bad. Get on with life. Mm. Which, you know, I can't say that is a 
appropriate for everyone, but that's what works for me. All right. And um, I, I think that's wonderful because, you know, I think we do need that kind of motivation um, every day. All right. So tell us about Mimi. How old is she and when did you get her? Uh, she is about a year and a half or less, year and a half, something like that. She must okay. have been born in February of last year. Huh? And um, I found her on the street. Oh, okay. So you rescued yeah. her literally. It was the second day of the lockdown. I was walking back from food hall with my essentials. So like mm-hmm. frozen blueberries and stuff. <laughs> and uh, one of the bags split open. I had five huge bags. I was finding it difficult to walk uh, more than 30 feet without having to take breaks. Right. <laughs> uh, and these five bags and one of the bags ripped open. Uh, the only non-cloth bag because I had oh. taken only four bags, but I required five. And... Um, it ripped open and while I was trying to sort everything out, this cat came out and started meowing and was a kitten, tiny. She's tiny. She'd fit in my palm and she was like crawling around over my shoe and then she climbed all the way up my pants and up my shirt and like was on my chest and I picked her off and I put her down and I was like, I don't want a cat. Cat, I don't have any interest in cats. It's the second day of the lockdown. What will I do? I don't, my house is not set up for you. I have big windows. I like the breeze. I've just moved into this place because of the windows, cat. You know, so I'm telling the cat all of these things and I'm putting the cat back down. Uh And then I went home and then I couldn't sleep. And so I went back the next day to look for her. And I went back three times, finding out more pieces of information with each trip. So the first trip, it was like uh, a guard told me, auto guys was taking care of her. Okay. And the auto guy told me that no, the fruit while I was taking care of her. So okay. I spoke to both. Huh. And the fruit wala and auto guy eventually confirmed <laughs> that they had seen her, but okay. then they saw a cardboard box. And then the auto guy was like, yes. And in the cardboard box, there was a blanket. And she was sitting on the blanket in the cardboard box, just there on the side. Oh. And then when they came back, it was all gone. Cardboard box, Mimi, everyone. So I said, ah, okay, she must have found a place then. Good for her. Good for her. You know, it's fine. And I started to walk back home. And on the way back, I ran into some guy who I'd met at a contact improvisation workshop. (laughs) He was walking his dog with his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, nice. You have a dog. You'll get to walk around. This will be convenient uh, for the lockdown. Because we didn't know the rules then. I mean, I was definitely quite baffled and a bit. Uh, what does this mean? Where is Corona? Is it in the air? Can I even touch this cat? You know, what's happening? Seriously. And then, so I met, ran into them and I told them the story of Mimi. I mean, well, her name wasn't Mimi at the time. I told yeah. the story of this little white cat. Mm-hmm. And then we parted ways and I got home and my phone was blowing up with all of these messages. Mm-hmm. Check your Instagram, check your Instagram from this guy. <laughs> And so I went on Instagram and his girlfriend saw somebody who reposted what they found on Facebook onto Instagram mm-hmm. saying, this little kitten found, we stay at car, let us know. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And I called <laughs> and I was like, hey, did you find this cat at this location, this location? They were like, yes. And I was like, did you put a cardboard box out with a little uh, blanket in it uh, yesterday? And she was like, yes. And I was like, sorry, did you then take it around 7.30? She was like, yes. And I was like, do you want to keep her? And she was like, no. 
And I was like, I'm coming to get her. Aw. And that was and it. And I walked over and picked her up and that's been that. And how has lockdown been with Mimi then? How's it been with Mimi? Yeah. I mean, you've spent the entire lockdown with her, right? Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Good to have some company. Yeah. Fun to get to know a cat. Also, you, I think you have a perception of cats based on other people's cats. But cats yeah. are so individualistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like all animals would be. If you spent enough time with them, you'd know what they're like. They really, there's no such thing as one type of cat. Mimi's a little little puppy cat, you know? She, she wants to be chased around and hide and seek. And she more <laughs> or less plays fetch with foil balls. And I think she also had so much of my attention through the entire lockdown. <laughs> but, you know, she might not have gotten if I was working. Yeah. It would have been like, hey, cat. Fend for yourself during the day. I'll be back yeah. in the night time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. instead it was just every day, every day, every day. And then I started taking her everywhere I went. So she's comfortable <laughs> traveling. She's comfortable in new places. Uh, nice. New people don't bother her at all. Even if I'm not at home and people have come to my house to use it for mm-hmm. some reason. They're like, it was amazing. She played with us the whole time. She just kept <laughs> running around wanting to play. Uh, yeah, she doesn't get scared and go hide if there's too much action. She likes to be where the action is. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> oh, I love her. <laughs> and I think after this podcast, a lot of people will be falling in love with cats. <laughs> going to give them a chance. Yeah. I really was a dog person. I never in my life imagined I would yeah. get a cat. Yeah. Now, I thought when I'm more settled, when I have a like a house where the dog can have some space, maybe I'd get a dog. <laughs> well, you can have both now. <laughs> I guess, yeah. She gets along with dogs. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. I mean, if the dog if the dog is well behaved, yes. like yes. I went to I went to a family house just somewhere up north a little bit, uh, from Bombay. Okay. Uh, on the coast and mm-hmm. we went up there and uh, for the time the second lockdown got announced because why uh-huh. stay in Bombay if it's lockdown it makes no sense yeah, yeah. so we went up there and my friends came with uh, their dog and <laughs> Bozo uh-huh. yeah and they became proper friends they were both sitting on the bed together they would play outside she would kind of chase him he would chase her <laughs> I By the end, she was, he was coming up and like booping her on the, you know, <laughs> booping her with his nose on the butt, being like, come on, I've got you. Run faster. <laughs> so cute. Lovely. That sounds so adorable. <laughs> Tinder oh, no. or Seema Auntie from matchmaking, um, Indian matchmaking, which one would you prefer? <laughs> if you had to choose. Tinder, Tinder or Seema Auntie? From Indian matchmaking. You know, the Indian matchmaker? Yeah. Who's uh, neither? Yeah, neither. Thank you very much. <laughs> Matchmaking, I don't imagine will work for me. I just don't imagine it'll work for me. I'm too fussy. I'm a very fussy person. Very mm-hmm. picky. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you. for like life partner, I'm very fussy, very picky. For like, let's go on a date, uh, very, very easy, very open. <laughs> but life partner, no, very, very. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine allowing that to be someone else's decision. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyway, I believe that like there's barely any free will. That everything is kind of uh, orchestrated. And yeah. so now, if on top of that you take away even the illusion of it, uh, what will I have? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So you know, and not yeah. that Tinder is some 
amazing, you know, it's also an algorithm. It's yeah. who, you know, it's like creating another little echo chamber that we have so many of on social media anyway. So what's yeah. the point? I Best is go out, talk to people. Mm, yes. <laughs> but now with, with this Corona, so I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. I get it. If I was single, I would probably move on to something like that as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jim, thank you so much for taking out the time to do this. And thank you so much for being so candid. Oh, yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. Take care of yourself and speak to you soon. See you, Krishma. The first time I ever went to Goa was when I was in college and uh, we went to participate in a music festival. Um, I remember stepping into the sea for the first time um, and the calmness of just sitting on the beach and listening to the waves as they crashed on the shore all by myself. Uh, We were there during the monsoon, which is uh, or was considered an off period, but I've never enjoyed Goa more than that trip. It was, it was just walking around on either beaches and being surrounded by lush, green and, you know, just breathtaking views and it just smelled so fresh. And, you know, um, it was a very memorable trip. And it seems like, you know, even those um, who've managed to venture there during the pandemic have gotten a taste of this solace. Well, here's what HD Branch columnist Veer Sangvi has to say about Goa in the monsoon. What do you do when the weather in Delhi is so hot that you can fry eggs on the bonnet of your car? Well, if you have any brains, you get out. You can go to the hills where it's going to be much cooler. Or if you're like me, you head for the sea. I went this time to Goa. Now, Goa is not the obvious place to go because they had a curfew. What you and I would call a lockdown, they call a curfew in Goa. So I chose the place that allowed me to have fun despite the lockdown stroke curfew. I went to a hotel that had 45 acres, a largely deserted beach, and I spent my time inside enjoying the greenery, walking on the beach, seeing the sea, seeing the sand. And of course, there were the rains. One of the most beautiful times to go to Goa is when it's raining. It's green, it's wet, it's lovely. And all sort of horrible tourists you see in season haven't bothered to come because it's too down market for them unless it's like Christmas or New Year. And I had the time of my life. Goa's full of great chefs, great bakers, great cocktail guys. All of them came to see me. Some brought cocktails, some brought cookies, some brought bread, some brought food. I had the best hamburgers I've ever had some of the best modern Goan food that there is. And I had an absolute ball. And the answer, as far as I'm concerned, to the question nobody's asked, but which I think is worth asking, is what do you do? Well, you get out of Delhi. You don't go to an obvious tourist place. You go to somewhere that people don't want to go to because it's off-season. You enjoy the isolation and you'll be alone, but you'll never be lonely. Personally, I feel that being in Delhi gives you more long weekend getaway options. I've done weekend trips to Uttarakhand and Himachal. And yeah, on the weekends, I have found them uh, to be crowded. 
because um you know it's been the weekdays that i've enjoyed the most with fewer people around leaving me um you know to just amble around in my own sweet time while in bombay i've dreamt of uh, going on weekend trips but i didn't have the time earlier and now i don't trust people enough in a way thanks to covid to actually you know take a trip to let's say goa um or even lonavla <laughs> but uh, hd branch columnist rehana munir has had the guts listen on to what she has to say about her pandemic weekend getaways so the rains are now doing that thing where it alternates between very dry and very wet spells as has become the norm over recent years um i had an excellent getaway to pune the other weekend you know we bombay walas we we make much of these pune and lonavla and ghandala excursions uh so i was very you know empowered by that adventure that pandemic adventure where i just went to meet a couple of friends for lunch and it um it reminded me of that trip to mulshi that i made uh, at a relatively easier time during the pandemic uh, earlier this was last year around diwali um where i saw on the way to mulshi i caught a glimpse of milin soman uh, running towards the bushi dam in all his glory and that unleashed a flood of feelings in me that we won't get into right now so i am planning another mulshi trip and hopefully i'll have uh, similar sights to witness on the way there um i think everyone i know is in that weekend getaway stage of pandemic evolution um the irony is not lost on me we are the third wave you know we're not doing things between waves we are these waves but uh, uh one lives have to be led taking due precaution um everyone i know now is sort of planning this and planning that and uh, uh, not all plans are reaping success uh, some people return with a newfound love for their own homes because uh, all that stress over travel at this time and they didn't really have uh, they didn't really get what they went for you know also there's there's so much uh emphasis on these getaways to fill in these gaps in our lives right now you know you want these little trips to both relax and energize you you want them to make you return back to work uh, and while also offering a larger perspective on what really matters in life um the good news is something happy something fun always comes of it um even if it's a realization about comforts of your regular life um this week's column looks at weekend getaways in the age of lockdown and uh, i hope you have a good time reading it and a happy weekend bye musician rishabh sharma won the hd branch social media star of the week when his rendition of the game of thrones ost went viral on social media and now he's back inspired by a recent cover story with actor kate winslet penned by our editor jamal sheik Rishabh took to Instagram to play a sitar cover of the iconic Titanic OST My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion and I couldn't resist from asking him to play it for you guys hope you enjoy it So I think what inspired me to do this cover was when I saw Kate Winslet on the cover of AC Brunch and when I saw it immediately the song started playing in my head I was like this is a good song to do a cover of and like on the sitar and when i did it sounded so pretty cool and yeah so that's that's how i started hello everyone my name is rishabh rikhiram sharma i'm a sitarist and a music producer from new york i was born and brought up in delhi and um this is my rendition of my heart will go on from the movie titanic i hope you enjoy it 
thank you and have a great sunday brunch the weekend is when you take a break from a hectic week whether it's work from home or work from work it's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it we hope we've been able to do just that with today's hd brunch podcast feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on hd smartcast on facebook twitter and instagram or dm us directly at hd brunch on instagram and twitter to listen to more podcasts log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se I will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real. Till then, happy brunching guys. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.